0: Hello, it's Dr. Steve here to talk about lifestyle medicine and the importance of lifestyle medicine in the quality of life and optimal health of patients. And I'm here today with Dr. Wayne Phillips. It is a pleasure to have him today. He is internationally known and a, an a expert in the area of lifestyle and consulting and research. He's authored, I can't even count the number of, uh, of papers he's authored. He is an expert in the field, actually in the United States and the UK, and uh, he's been involved with best practices and behavioral approaches of strength, wellness, and active lifestyles. He has um, worked very extensively with uh, Stanford University and done doctoral research there, as well as the Centers for Research in Disease Prevention, and is Professor Emeritus of Exercise and Wellness at Arizona State University and a fellow of the American College of Sports Medicine. I, I could go on and on uh, about Dr. Phillips, but uh, I'm just going to go ahead and, and say welcome to this, uh, this uh, presentation.
1: Thank you, Steve. I hardly recognize myself there, but uh, <laughs> I think you left out the most important thing that you and I have been friends for many years. And uh, who, who, knew, who knew 20 years ago or more when we were were first uh, doctoral candidates at Arizona State, that we'd be doing podcasts together. So this is really great. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. And you remember back then when we were thinking about the future of exercise and wellness, and we envisioned a lot of what's happening today and a lot of your work that you've done, uh, specifically with more of a behavioral approach to strength and wellness and active lifestyles. I think you've, you envisioned that back then, didn't you?
1: Yes, we, we were talking about. it. I was thinking about this. I, I hadn't clarified my thoughts entirely back then. Not that I was purposefully doing that. I was not that I was intentionally doing that. But you know, as my uh, career progressed and I became more and more uh, interested in the behavioural aspect, then you know some of these things uh, started started coming together. They, they haven't entirely. Come. I'm still on that journey, as it were. You and I have talked about this before. But yes, um certainly the embryonic thoughts back then were um, sort of so starting to form
0: and what what do you see different now that it seems to be catching on more what what in your opinion has changed I think that
1: um back then um it was all about um how much the expert knew and how they would and, and how much they would tell the if I can use the word client here. So, you yes. know, we went through the doctoral program. We, we, knew, we learned a lot of stuff. And then the whole, the whole approach was, you could sum it up by saying, you know, if only they would do what we tell them to do, they'd be fine. And uh, I, I mean that in the nicest possible way because, you know, we're all people persons, We care about people. We, we knew that if they only did it, uh, if only they would do it, then they would feel much better about themselves. But, but as I've started saying over, over the last few years, you know, what I've started to work on more now is it's the if only they would do it part, that's the challenge, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> because
1: you know, if only they just listened to me, Steve, and you, they'd be fine. And, and you know people, sometimes you'd be telling... What started opening my mind up was that I realized that the stuff I was telling them, really they already knew. Now, maybe they didn't know the physiology as well as you and I, but they certainly knew, um, you know, to be more active, if you if they were more active, if they ate if they ate more healthily, it would be better for them. They would feel better. Now it's, it's clear that cl- clearly they knew that. Um, so why why wouldn't they do it? And I used to think that people were stupid. You know, what these people? What's wrong with these people? And then I realized that. I was talking about some of my friends. This is back in the UK also, even as early as that. And, and I realized that these people weren't stupid. They were my friends. They were bright, intelligent people. So what was it? What, what was it that, that kind of made in some way these bright, intelligent people who knew this stuff, why didn't they do stuff they could see me doing? And I was telling them it was going to be, you know, good for them was the phrase I used back then. And still, they still didn't do it. So that, that's been the central kind of thesis uh, underlying my, my thinking about, about change. You know, what is it and I've embarked on, as you sort of alluded to, the last 15 years or more, I've, I've, uh, as well as my academic uh, uh, credentials, I've also embarked on additional uh, training in what I would call communication coach training. And it's been very um, revealing for me. It's, it's changed the way I think about things, the way I ask a question, the way I listen. And um, I can you know, hopefully get to talk about a little bit about that in a more, in more, uh, more practical perspective.
0: Yeah, um, that, that's fascinating uh, because a lot of people think, oh, we just dump information on people. <laughs> and once they know that information, they'll take action. So taking a leap forward, so what is, what is bridging that gap, the gap between information and action? It's,
1: it's what I would call, when, when people think that they, they should, and I use that word purposefully, people think they should, should be changing what they do, um, the first thing they think of is, what can I do? And, and they'll ask me, they'll ask you, okay, so Dr. Steve, what, what can I do? I want to lose weight, what can I do? I want to get more active, what can I do? Um, and then, the, <clears throat> excuse me, and then they want us to tell them what to do. So if we, but if we tell them what to do, then they're really acting on, on our thinking, right? On the thinking that we have about them, which is, I hope will be obvious to everyone, is, is incomplete by a long way. You know, how can we know anything about that that person so i think the important thing uh, the central thing is what is the thinking behind the choices they make you know if, if you decide to if you decide to you want to lose weight or whatever you know you're really making a choice of what you're what you're about to do and what and and so people go straight to what can i do but there's thinking be, before that that people don't think about if I can say that yes so, so what I talk about in uh some of the lifestyle change courses that I'm running uh, and uh, with individual clients and as in my writing it's um I talk about the, the thinking behind the choices people make so it's the thinking about the process of their thinking versus thinking about what they're thinking
0: yeah so 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 Wayne from a from a, uh, an expert Um, Who's working with a patient or a client? How would you, you know, focus on that portion versus the typical telling them, you know, here's the outcome, here's what you need to do to get to that outcome.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think you. you, Well, I think I, I I've come to realize that I have to consider that that the person I'm working with is the expert on them not me and if i can if i can go back to my very first weeks of coach training that was one of the biggest aha moments i think i've certainly in my coach in my coaching career the fact that you know i'm an expert on what i'm an expert on you're an expert on you know dr sieve an expert dr wayne is an expert on what they do but i'm not an expert on on them
0: i'm not oh, wait a minute come on so so you're telling me that uh, i know more about me than you know about me
1: uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I don't, maybe, maybe I've said that to my wife sometimes and she just laughs, you know, cause she clearly knows more about me than <laughs> so I could ever know about myself.
0: <laughs> no, I I'm, I'm spot on with that. I think that's a, that's a great aha moment. So, so now it's a
1: different conversation. So, so then the questions that you ask are designed to elicit things from them versus telling them about what's good for them
0: which is I think that that's a key point right there elicit out of them you know ha- yes so basically you're turning the tables and you're being uh, a guide as opposed to you know the taskmaster am i correct in saying it that way
1: yeah i mean you know you can be a you can be a benign dictator you know a benign inst- uh, a, a, a benign dictator to your persons you know our Wayne is really tough tar- in fact some of my friends in london they they uh marketed that and they would they would call themselves i had one guy my buddy jamie in london he called himself the Beastmaster. master
0: oh my goodness <laughs> and
1: he ran what was what became boot camps and he had hundreds of people Yeah, you a know, waiting list for people didn't get beaten up so you know that's that's a small segment of the population that's not who we're working with
0: yeah and we're always looking for long term exactly optimal health and not just the quick fix so that really doesn't fit in
1: Yes. So from my perspective there are a couple of approaches that uh, a couple of kinds of questions so in a simple way like open-ended questions so so for example and if there, if there are going to be coaches in the audience of this I'm sure this will be nothing that they don't know already so you know people do ha- do do sometimes need to have information about things you know uh, there's such a lot of information on the internet theres no there's no quality filter out there everyone and anyone. Can write stuff, so uh, they they, were going, they are going to need the expertise of people like you and I to, to sift through some of that information and provide them with accurate information. But you know, information is not information alone is not a good agent for change. Um, and you know, they say information is you know, knowledge. If I could, if I could say, knowledge. Then knowledge is not a good agent for change. And uh, you know, people say there's a cliche that knowledge is power. Well, knowledge, is only, knowledge isn't power in and of itself. It's only power uh, the way that it's used. And more importantly, from a coaching perspective, how it, the way that it relates to you or the way that you relate to it.
0: So um, that's a key, that's a key point. And and that's a key point because I, I work with a number of physicians and uh, consult and lifestyle medicine programs where the doctor or the health professional in charge basically says, well, if they would only do, you know, the the five times a week of high intensity training and uh, get their heart rates up for this amount of time and, uh, you know, balance their diet with this many grams of ABC, then they would be fine. So that's, But unfortunately, as we know, that is information. That's great information. But to implement that into someone's personal life is a whole other story.
1: I think it is. And, and you said earlier on that I think we are coming around a little bit. The, coach, the whole coaching approach, and I would say, you know, well-qualified well or reputable coaching approaches are growing but I, I did see several years ago an kind of an amusing. It was amusing to me anyway. An editorial in it may be the New England Journal of Medicine or one of the major medical journals, and it said, you know, we're moving towards a more patient-oriented approach. And as I read through, now I may have, I may be mistaken, this, but the impression I got was that their version of patient-oriented was you ask the patient what was wrong with them, and then you told them what to do. <laughs> you know, fine because. Because, yeah, you've involved the patient because you asked them.: Yes. And, um, and then you say, "Is that okay?" And you know, so that was I think we've moved on a little bit more.
0: I, I think we're slowly moving on that yeah. way. The, the issue here is compliance. And so uh, physicians and experts in the field and I can, I can be critical of physicians because I'm married <laughs> to a physician uh, it allows me that freedom to do so. And um, so the physicians say, well, if they'd only take their medicine, you know, regularly, yeah. why are they skipping? Or if they'd only, you know, get out and walk ten thousand steps, why are they not doing that? You know, it's a matter of ex- expecting the compliance. When that is not the issue here, the compliance is not the issue. It, yeah. it it is how that information is processed by that individual and how it fits into their own life. And uh, that's where the quagmire is between a health professional and a patient or client is, yeah. is a disconnect oftentimes there.
1: I agree. And, and I think, you know, to be fair to, to uh, Anne-Marie, to, to Dr. Fairmark, <laughs> um, you know, physicians have little time to, you know, to, to have those coaching conversations. Although, you know, I have to say that you can have very, very short coaching conversations lasting a couple of minutes. Uh, if, if you're, if you, uh, if you have, if you've been, you've been trained to do so.
0: Bingo. Uh, and you can have someone in your staff, on your staff actually it, yeah, serve exactly. as a health coach exactly. or, or remotely as a health coach.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, through, uh, applications like this, Zoom, uh, with using applications like Nudge, uh, th- that can provide information and then you can, you can, uh, you can then use that as a as a basis for coaching. So, so, so for example, I, I put together something I called the the process. Sounds like a sci-fi movie, you know, <laughs> the process, um, starring you know, starring whoever wants to jump into the process. So, um, I would uh, provide information, relevant information. I would call it the knowledge base, so they provide knowledge about whatever it was they were interested in. But then, either live in-person live or something like this, uh, kind of uh, internet-based, you would, what I would call, elicit that, you know, discuss that, elicit best thinking, what I call best thinking. So, in other words, ask questions like, you know, now you've um, you've, uh, heard that information that we just talked about, you know, what's important to you about that information related to what we've talked about uh, in terms of your goals? Or, Or what is it that you want from that? So now I'm I'm putting it back on them, and um, asking someone what's important to you is a very strange way to receive a question for most people. Um, almost everyone I ask, they'll sometimes they'll say, "What do you what, are, what do you mean? What's important to me?" Because they're expecting me to say, "Hey, you know, you've got the information now, so here's what you need to do with it." Yes, and they would, you know, and and the interesting thing is, Steve, that is that. In the traditional world, both parties have fulfilled their roles in the traditional world. You know, I'm the expert. They come to me because I'm the expert. I tell them stuff because that's what they pay me for. They hear stuff because that's what they, they're they there for. I'm telling them what to do because that's what they expect me to do. And I'm telling them what to do and that's what I expect to do. We're both happy. And then two weeks later, the person is stop doing what it was they said they wanted to do.
0: <laughs> and that is what we see over and
1: over all again. The, all that it's the default. Uh, and the and I think from the traditional perspective, one of the things that um, I send this, I say this with a tank slightly in cheek. It's always great for the personal trainer, because I can tell you that when those people quote unquote fail, it's the it's the client that knows it's the client's fault. Yeah. You know, it, and also the personal trainer also thinks probably thinks a lot, well they didn't try hard enough for, you know, I told them I told them what they needed to know. Why didn't they do it? What's wrong with them? Yes. So that's the kind of turnaround about like I said earlier on about if you if you understand that the that, that the client, I don't like using that word very much, but the client, your coache, the client you're working with, they're the expert. So it's it's yeah. that's coaching is really it's really is a conversation between two people, but it's driven by the, the uh, thoughts elicited from the client versus uh, instructions in however nice a way you frame them coming from me.
0: No, that's, that's a wonderful way to state it. And how many people um, might uh, um, couch that is you know, having patients tell you their why. Why are they coming to you? Why are they interested in um, uh, becoming more healthy, and yes. many times it's a conversation where they haven't really even thought about it. Many times it's a, no. it's a matter of well, um, it's a common thing. They have to do it. Um, they know that they're supposed to be healthy, but having a solid reason why becomes an intrinsic motivation for them, and they become the discoverer of what needs to be done. And you, as an expert, if you can, you know, put your ego in your back pocket you can just guide them as they start to elicit these, these um, aha moments, if you will, about yeah. themselves. Yeah. And, uh, and I've seen, I've seen you in action and, and you're amazing. And I, I wish we had more time and we're going to pick this up again and have another uh, recording at another time, because you are also an, uh, an amazing expert on, on muscle mass, strength training, uh, sarcopenia, and, and, uh, we'll definitely have to pull you back in for that. But if people want more information about you, where do they go?
1: Uh, you could go to um, – well, I've actually just started a new blog website.
0: Okay. Uh, what's that, the, what's the address uh, of that?
1: Uh, that's just um, – my dad would uh, probably kick me up the backside for – for being what he would call big headed, but I just call it drwaynephillips.com. <laughs> that,
0: that's a, that's easy to remember. That's, sorry, Dad.
1: It's, Dad, I'm really sorry, Dad. Sorry.
0: <laughs> that's No, that's a great one because it's easy to remember, Dr. Wayne Phillips. That's with two L's yes, one P. And thanks so much uh, for joining um, us today. And if you need more information, you can go to fmlifestylemedicine.com or nudgecoach.com is another great source for lifestyle medicine info and stay tuned uh, for other great information, and join us again for our next podcast. Thanks a lot, Dr. Wayne.
1: Thanks, Steve. I appreciate it. It It was a lot of fun. You take care. Thanks, you too.